Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to Irish Media Network Sports Update. I am your host, Joe Caulfield, and welcome to the show. Before we kick things off, let's do a bit of a sports roundup and let you know what's going on in the world. In GAA, Dublin begin their quest for six in a row today when they face Westmead in the first of the Leinster Championship quarterfinal action. Elsewhere, Tipperary take on Limerick in Munster and Cavan take on Antrim in Ulster. However, the biggest of the provincial championship qualifiers this weekend will kick off tomorrow in Dr. Hyde Park when Roscommon take on Mayo. And then after that, Cork hosts Kerry in Porky Cueve at 4pm. So plenty of GAA action happening this weekend. Elsewhere in golf, Shane Lowry is five shots off the lead in, at the halfway point of the Houston Open. He shot a... Second round 69 yesterday to leave him on two under par. Horace Carrington is one under par, and Graham McDowell trails there on two over par. But plenty of interest for the Irish golfers in that. That's the sports roundup for this week, folks. I'm going to move on to my interviewee this week, and I'm incredibly excited because joining me this week is newly crowned European Cruiserweight Champion Tommy McCarthy. Tommy, how are things? Thanks for having me. All good. How are things up in Belfast? How are you keeping in lockdown? Yeah, it's been good. Um, uh, schools and that's been off up here. They, they just went back this week, so I was able to come home, spend some more time with my kids and um, Matt's some family. The time. glow of the wind. That's it, you know. Getting tea made for me, not getting lifted and led. Everybody, oh, man, make the most of that when you can. <laughs> exactly, you have to milk it. Hundred percent. Let's talk about the fight, Tommy. You beat uh, Bill Lagoon in the Wembley Arena last Saturday night. You claimed the European Cruiserweight Championship belt. Very, very hard-fought fight. It must have been incredibly emotional afterwards. Talk to me about that. Yeah, you know, afterwards, I'm not really um, an emotional person, but afterwards, I found myself well. Not we wouldn't have to catch myself on because I'm on TV here. But uh, it was just. Years of hard work and a couple of weeks setbacks and mm. you know finally uh, like a European title is a massive achievement in boxing and and um it's posing any sport be a continental mm. champion so I just felt it was just delighted with myself so it was a wee bit emotional but um it was just more pride and and um and happiness yeah. And like you said, um, it was quite emotional afterwards. I assume the fact that it went the full 12 rounds and it was a grueling bout, that probably added a lot to it. Did you expect it to go the full, to go the distance? And how did you prepare for that mentally going into that fight? Well, before I studied Bilal a lot, a lot, and it was actually talks of fighting him in 2017. So he'd okay. been on my radar. And um, I knew he's a durable guy. He'd only lost one fight before, and he'd been in with some big punchers, and and he's you know he'd never been hurting it. So mm-hmm. I thought, and I was expecting a twelve round fight, but then um, when I seen him at the at the face to face all week, and because we're in the bubble, obviously, so all week he'd been on the treadmills with sweat gear on. So yeah, he's having weird issues like, and then when I seen him stripped off, and um, it's my own fault. Like I should, I should know better. I've enough experience to know that the bodies don't mean anything in, in the fight game. Mm-hmm. But I looked at him and I was like, I don't think he's actually trained too hard. But you know, fighters, none of them like it's sport specific training. So mm-hmm. a six pack means nothing in the sport. Yeah. So um, I I thought. I think I'll be able to stab him. And then during the fight, in the sixth round, 
a father he turned away the fight should have been stopped in the sixth round and um he turned away said there was something wrong with his eyes and i i paid on the price rent seven eight and then in the ninth round they caught him again and his mm-hmm. legs went so it just kind of you know empty the clip just as many punches as it could mm-hmm. hoping the referee would step in and um kind of i punched myself out so I needed rounds 10 and 11 to try and recoup my energy and, and get back. So he come on strong in rounds 10 and 11. But I was completely like, done with that. Goose, and then yeah. I, I got my second win then, coming out for the 12th. And, and um, I felt good then and f- finished the the last round. I, I was back those in control again. But mm. uh, it was just the, those two rounds. Like I think, I think he was done. And then he... He smelt weakness. He knew I was wrecked, so yeah, he took yeah. some confidence from it. So then he tried to pay the price for him, but um, it was good. Like I, I, I was, I'm glad I've got the twelve earned in because you, you don't know when you're gonna get the opportunity to box again. And I've mm-hmm. been out of the ring for just over a year, so to get the the game time, you know, it's invaluable. Invaluable. Yeah. Absolutely, and like I suppose the most important aspect is that you've claimed the European title which is incredible and also it's it's a massive stepping stone to to the world title shot immediately after you called out Myris Breedis you said you want to fight him for the IBF Cruiserweight Championship now can I ask you is that because that's just a natural progression that you fight for that title after winning the European or do you specifically want to beat him well I want the world title any of the the four there's four major world titans so any one of them obviously i would jump at the chance to defend them but Breedis is the number one guy in the weight and he has been for some time mm-hmm. so i want him specifically he's the he's the main man mm-hmm. he's the he's the top man and i want to be in in the big fits I suppose, as you say, look at any world title is great, but his world title makes you the best cruiserweight in the world de facto. Yeah. So mm. that's it. In any sport, if you want to be the best, you have to be the best. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to, you want to compete at that level. There's no point. Like, even if I fought another champion and, and won the title, they'll still be saying, no, but Breedis is number one. I mean, I want to get straight in. Yeah. No, you're absolutely dead right. And I suppose part of making that happen, and you're working with Mark Dunlop at, Dunlop at the moment, uh, who has a great connection with Eddie Hearn, who you had a little bit of back and forth recently uh, with. How how important is working with a team like that and making this happen? Massively important. You know, Mark Dunlop has really transformed my whole career from a sandroom. And uh, he's got me so many, he's got me these opportunities. The, the first one he got me went wrong. And with boxing, when when fighters lose, they're they're kind of shelved. But he was he worked hard. He got me an hour opportunity in Italy against the a top guy, Fabio Turkey, and then mm-hmm. I, I, I won that fight. And then he's got me this opportunity to fight for the excuse me the European title in Wembley on a pay per view show. So he just he works his socks off and to get me the the best opportunities and 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 then it's up to me to take them. So. It's, he has a close working relationship with Eddie Hearn, which mm. is beneficial for me and all his fighters because Eddie will give him a chance and, and throw throw his fighters a bone like he did mm. with me. And and then, like I said, it's up to the fighters to, to capitalize on them chances. 
to make the most of the opportunity. Absolutely. Look, I'm really looking forward to to following your career. I really, really hope to see you fighting for that IBF championship very soon and hopefully coming back on in the future to talk about winning it. Most definitely. Uh, look, that'll do for the time being. I'm going to ask you to play the game that we all play. How well do you know your sport? That's coming next. Yeah, well, I'm feeling confident about this sport. I Excellent. Know well, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to set myself up for failure, but I'm pretty tuned in with boxing. Good. Well, we're going to test your knowledge now in one second. We're going to play how well you... Feeling a bit more pressure now, are you? Yeah, I'm feeling the pressure break thing. <laughs> Here we go. So, five questions, one moment, most of multiple choice. And the time starts now. Number one, which one of the Olympic championship champions have never lost a professional fight? Is it A, Anthony Joshua, B, Lennox Lewis, or C, Nicola Adams? C, Nicola Adams. That's correct. Number two. In what year did Conor McGregor change codes and take on Floyd Mayweather in the quote-unquote biggest fight in combat sports history? 2017. Well done. Two for two. Number three. Which one of these boxers won over 100 professional fights by knockout? Is it A, Manny Pacquiao, B, Sugar, Sugar Ray Robinson, or C, Tommy Hearns? Sugar Ray Robinson. Three for three. 100% so far. Number four. Who was Mike Tyson's last professional fight with? Was it A, Kevin McBride, B, Lennox Lewis, or C, Evander Holyfield? Kevin McBride. Four for four, last one. Don't mess it up now. Number five. In 2012, Katie Taylor won gold at the London Olympic Games. Who did she defeat in the final? Was it A, Sofia Achigava, B, Delphine Pursun, or C, Ava Wallstrom? Sofia Achigava. Excellent. Five for five. You talk the talk, you walk the walk, my friend. How well you know your sport? Very well. You can't put a foot wrong these days, Tommy. You're winning all around you. Uh, Look, thanks a million. Oh, you're on a roll, man. I'm telling you, do the lottery tonight. You never know how you might go. Uh, come here, look, you do. <laughs> um, just before I let you go, I'm going to have to ask you to play one more part in our competition. It's The final part isn't a competition, actually. It's literally just who is your all-time Irish sporting legend. We're going to play a clip. You choose which one is your all-time Irish sporting legend, and you tell us why. Here's the clip. The heat by O'Driscoll. Oh, brilliant by O'Driscoll. It's what's Keane. Roy Keane with a captain's goal. And up to move Rocket. Rocket from Sheffield. You know the storylines and the stakes for him. A win not just means the Masters, but it means the Grand Slam. And that's beautiful. And Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title. The block up to Dublin's captain, Stephen Truxton. The fighting pride of Ireland, Katie 
So, Tommy, don't keep us in suspense. Who's your all-time Irish sporting legend? It has to be Katie Taylor. Has to be. Absolutely. Well, I suppose if you're yeah. working, you're working with her dad. You couldn't not pick a relay. <laughs> well, even even if it wasn't family ties aside, it would have been Katie. Like, what's she's done for female boxing on a global scale is just phenomenal. And um, female boxing in Ireland, like, there's so many young girls coming through the ranks, and it's all because of Katie. She she uh, paved the way and she gave the girls somebody to look up to and, and uh, a standard they achieve. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's incredible what she's done because when she was coming up as a young girl, she had nobody to look up to. She, like, for boxers, go, oh, I want to be the next Floyd Mayweather or the next, like, she, she had no one. She, her and her father paved the way themselves. So it was just... their own trail, absolutely. Yeah. And with that vote, you've actually put Katie Taylor at the top of our leaderboard for the Irish Sporting Legend. And you're the top of our leaderboard for how well do you know your sports. I'm telling well, you, mate, you're ticking all the boxes. <laughs> Tommy, look, and I'm going to have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for joining no us. I really, really appreciate it. And please, God, we will have you on in the future as the IBF world champion. But currently, I tell you, the EBU European champion is not too bad. Thanks a million, yeah. Tommy. Thanks, Myron. See you. Slam. Thank you.